Welcome to the public record. This is Joe Public. It's 7 p.m. Pacific time, which means you're listening to the public record. And I am not going to hesitate to just get right into it. See?
That was The Wipers with Return of the Rat on the public record. I'm Joe Public. I'll be here for the next um, <clears throat> slightly less than two hours now. <laughs> In case you were wondering. Um, before that, the adverts with One Chord Wonders. Uh, Man or Astro Man did 9 Volt. And I started off with Sham 69 and Borstal Breakout. <clears throat> supposed to clear my throat before I go on mic. Now I want to come on the mic, but... <sighs> Once again, somewhere out there, my college radio faculty director is like... He's not, not spinning in his grave because he's still alive, but he's spinning. <laughs> because he was a radio DJ? I don't, I don't know. Don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, how are you? No, seriously, how are you? This is it's, this has not been easy. I, I'm going to talk about stuff. I mean, I talk about stuff. That's what I do. I come on here and I play some records and I talk about stuff. So I'm going to talk about some stuff later on. Um, you know, once I've lulled you in a sense, into a sense of comfort and complacency. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how it works on the public record. Comfort and complacency. <laughs> oh, I, I, I feel like I, I just keep repeating this thing when I come on here. And, and, I, and I missed you all last week. Last week, just the... Whoa. Just whoa. Uh, best laid plans kind of thing happened and I just could there was there was no way I, w I was getting on the mic and and I didn't have anything in the can so you got to repeat and, and, and I'm sure they picked something good for you because um, I I had no way there was no way it was not gonna happen so what I was gonna say though is like this uh, this period of time in which we are living right now is just banana pants to use a phrase by uh, Molly Wood uh, banana pants. Yep, banana pants. I'm just keep gonna keep seeing saying banana pants over and over and over again, just cause. All right, I gotta get back to the music and then I'll say some more things. <laughs>
That's the lounge lizard's voice of Chunk. No, I was not trying to torture you. That's actually that, that's such a cool band, such a cool tune. I don't know, and it fits after The Cure for some reason. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Which was what I played before that. Wire, map, reference, 41 degrees north, 93 degrees west. Someday I'm going to dig into the title of that song and what it means, and I, I know there's something going on there. I'm too dumb to listen to lyrics, though, so I'm actually surprised I'm not one of those morons who uh, has suddenly become uh, astonished to find out Rage Against the Machine is a political band. Um, it's a callback to a prior show I did. I'm surprised I'm not one of those people because I don't listen to lyrics. I don't. I don't. I just don't pay attention to them. Um, like, I'll learn them sometimes because I like them. And then I and then I'm suddenly I I found myself on more than one occasion singing along to something and go what what am I singing, what the hell? Yeah. Anyway, uh, before that, Gang of Four, what we all want. Okay, there's a band. There's lyrics I totally listened to, and yes, I was completely always aware they were political. Um, and Dave Allen, just the greatest bass player. Flat out, one of the best in the world and and Andy Gill the guitar player there another like great musician is someone that we lost within last year because apparently you know what you get to do when you're a part of when you're a Gen Xer like me what you get to do is um, as you get older you get to like just watch your idols just turn to dust before your eyes right that's basically or die suddenly, or horribly, or... It just... Ugh. Ugh. It's grim. Grim, folks. It's the public record. <laughs> I should rename this show The Sighing Time, because that's what I do. I come, I go on the mic, and I go... <sighs> yep. It's The Sighing Time. That's what it is. Maybe, maybe I'm about to call it Sighing Time Station. Like, as a throwback to... Thomas the Tank Engine or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Again, show public here on Radio Nope, on the public record. Happy to be here. Happy to be playing some music. Uh, this is some great music. This is Stereolab. <laughs> Thank you. 
Psychic TV, just like Arcadia. Funboy 3 did The Lunatics Have Taken Over the Asylum, which they most certainly have. And Stereo Lab started us off with Metronomic Underground. Here on the public record, I am Joe Public. And uh, thank you if you're listening. If you're not listening, I don't know why I would be talking to you, because that's weird. I mean, if you're not listening, you're not like actively tuned in and you can hear me. You may want to adjust your tinfoil hat a little bit. Just saying. K 
Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Microphone sounds. Um, yeah, I get, I, you know, I got stuff I'm gonna get off my chest, or I'm not gonna get off my chest, but I'm, I'm I have many, many thoughts and many feels. Um, tonight. Uh, and maybe they're too heavy. Maybe I will keep them all bottled up and then they will come pouring out of me at some other unplanned time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you know, the only thing, okay, here's some words that have no weight or consequence to them at all. Maybe they'll just entertain you in a, in a small way. Um, so I took an audio production, audio engineering class when I was in college, and the professor of the class was the guy who was the faculty director of our college radio station. And um, so he was a total music nerd, and like above, like nth level music nerd. He'd actually be really proud of me for calling him an nth level music nerd. Um, so for our final exam for the class, uh, our, we had to, um, <coughs> aha, need a cough button, uh, for our final exam, um, in bunch of, bunch of audio engineering stuff that, that we had to learn, uh, or had to regurgitate onto a piece of paper and, and turn that in. Uh, he had an extra credit question at the end of it. And that extra credit question was, name four bands that played their final show in San Francisco. Like four famous bands played their final show in San Francisco. And he said, I'll give partial credit for partial answers. So, like, pretty much everybody in that class got one point. The Beatles. Everybody knows the Beatles played their last concert that wasn't that was an actual concert at um, uh, in San Francisco. Um, the answer other folks often got right um, would be the band. So, as in you know Robbie Robertson and you know formerly the backup group or sometimes backup group of Bob Dylan played their final show at Wonderland in San Francisco and famously the, the, that farewell concert was filmed um, by Martin Scorsese okay and the film's called The Last Waltz um, even if you don't like that kind of music it's absolutely a great concert film to watch I, I highly recommend it and then a small handful of people would get the Sex Pistols Sex Pistols played their final concert before their reunion which happened way after I took this class so didn't count, played their final concert also at Winterland in San Francisco. So smaller percentage. Almost no one got full credit for this extra credit question because the number four group was Psychic TV. I am the only, I was the only person to take that class up to that point who got all four extra credit points. And he swore he thought I'd cheated. Um, but the reason that I got it was because I had a friend who was a total like industrial music, electronic music, just fiend who constantly ranted and raved about psychic TV and had actually been at their final concert. I think they played at Kizar stadium in San Francisco. Anyway, he'd, he'd raved about, it was, it was a transcendental experience, man. Um, he also took like giant fistfuls of hallucinogens. <laughs> 
but I got it. I got all four, four right. And so it was kind of funny. I was like, like flipping through virtually flipping through music, um, on, uh, on title. No, it was on Spotify this time. I was, I was virtually flipping through and I go, boink, Hey, psychic TV. I haven't listened, listened to this in ages. And I pulled up that track and that's how it ended up on the show. And so there you go. See, no consequences to that. I just did some talking. You don't have to get nervous. This is Joe Public, the public record, um, and I'm gonna get back to playing some music. Um, this is okay, this is this track like like uh, is another one that surprised me. So I was a big big fan of Pavement back in the day. Um, not such a big fan of Stephen Malkmus, the the leader of Pavement, but this is a cool tune, so I thought I would play it for you. In a funny way, the shaving of my uh, head has been a liberation from uh, a lot of uh, stupid vanities, really. Uh, It has simplified everything for me. It has opened a lot of doors, maybe. I'm not what you think I am.
face. Vision, dreams of passion. And all the while I think of you. A very strange reaction. The more I see, the more I do. Baby. Tell all your friends they can go my way Pay your toll, sell your soul Pound for pound, cost more than gold The longer you stay, the more you pay My white lines go a long way Either up your nose or through your fame With nothing to gain except killing your brain
So I remember that song playing at high school dances when I was a kid. He would never let you play that song at a high school dance today. Not in a million years. Because like, well, okay. So back when I was in high school, um, it's not that the teachers didn't get drug references. It's that the teachers were all using drugs. So (laughs) they weren't interested in calling attention to their knowledge of drug terminology. Uh, that's that's what I always assumed because like they just let stuff fly. They did not do anything about anything. I mean, there were those some of the older, more uptight teachers that you know like get wigged out about everything. But for the most part, most of the teachers were like, "Hey, uh, on Friday, I'm dancing to this song while I'm high as a kite." Um, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. For that, uh, so the grand that Grandmaster Flash with white lines. That's such a great song. <sighs> yes, again. Yeah, back to the sighing. Um, <laughs> before that, Time Zone with World Destruction, because why not? I got to play that like every, I don't know, like once a month. Just, hey. <laughs> African Bombada, John Lydon. Kind of saw this all coming, folks. Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds with Deanna. Um, I love that that song is so poppy. It's like one of the poppiest Nick Cave songs ever. But then you got Blixa Bargeld just playing this like janky noise guitar all the way through it. It's just like this total la 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 song, but it's got clank, clank. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. I actually stopped being into Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds when Blixa left the group because I just... Th- I miss the clank, wing, you know, in the midst of, you know, a gospel tune or whatever. And Stephen Malkmus with JoJo's Jacket to start us off. I, I can't, how can you resist a song that's basically about Yule Brenner, right? That actually like throws down an original OG Westworld reference in it. How can you not? How can you not? That's my question. How can you not? So the weirdest of the weird things happen to me. I'm I'm an old dude, right? You know, I am not hip. I am far from hip. I am wherever hip is, I'm like 160 miles south of that or west or east or I'm just not near it. I'm not near hip. So, new music. I have the Steve Martin thing, you know, "Hey Steve, come look at this new thing." Um you know, I, that's an, such an obscure reference. I'm going to have to dig up the Steve Martin record now and play the bit. Um, maybe next week. Uh, but yeah, I just don't, new music, I just go, meh, meh. Like people play stuff for me and they go, meh, I don't care. Or please don't make me listen to a new thing. I have thousands of songs that I, I already know I love. So the weirdest thing happened to me. Um, a friend of mine posted a video clip of uh, the band I'm about to play doing a live thing, and and it sent me down a rabbit frickin' hole. Not only to to listening to everything that this group has done or this recording artist has done so far, but like anything they're even remotely connected to, just anything because this because they're because it's so flippin' great. 
And now I've built it up impossibly, <laughs> which is the wrong thing to do. But seriously, folks, awesome. You got to hear this. So you're going to. Here you go.
Can I hold you till these dark dreams fade? Well, that's a sudden ending. <laughs> I don't get caught off guard like that very often, but okay. Uh, that was Sun Little with Heroes. Before that, Lee Fields with Two Faces, the Teskey Brothers did So Caught Up, and the Black Pumas did Fire. Black Pumas are so good. They're so flippin' good. I, I highly recommend just like go like dive in and swim in their very, very tiny insubstantial catalog you, you really you owe it to yourself to do it because it's so good it's so incredibly good um, I was going to play one thing and I'm not going to play that thing so I had to just switch it real quick just had to switch it switch it up a little switch it up, just switching it up uh, so alright I'm just going to dive in on this so my mom died my mom died on uh, Friday. She'd been sick for a very long time and uh, and had dementia. So in a lot of ways, it, it feels like she was gone for a lot longer than just happened. So I've had, you know, just all the feels uh, for the past few days. And I've been thinking about all kinds of things. And I actually thought about like this show. I was thinking about like just, you know, an idea of of a, like a tribute to her, but so so the it's the weird thing. Okay, so it makes me think about you know how do you get to be who you are, and um, because my sister and I are both musicians. I mean, she's a real musician. I am I am a I I play the guitar. My sister is a um, classically trained pianist and is freaking brilliant at it. Um, and I, so, so there's something that my sister and I have, um, and, and we've always had this in, in, in common and, um, you know, possibly the best communication that I have with my sister is always any time we're talking about music or listening to music together. Um, we have a harder time with other stuff, uh, but our mother could not carry a tune if it had handles on it and she had four guys helping her. Um, and her record collection just always... So this is weird. My mom was super hip when she was younger. Like, literally, my mother was the chick that showed up to the party in 1966 with the Rolling Stones record, you know, and, and said, hey, we're going to listen to this. You know, while while everybody at the you know, suburban white folk aspiring middle class or middle class folk party for the Elks or whatever my dad had dragged her to. Um, while, while everybody was, you know, grooving to the, the, the sounds of Montavani or whatever, um, if you don't know what I'm referring to, go like duck, duck, go Montavani and, um, or Google it and listen to a few things. And yeah. But my mom was like the one who was like tossing that record off the turntable and slamming down the Rolling Stones record or, or, or showing up with, you know, the Doors. Like she had the first Doors album when it came out in 1967. It was like, yeah. She was super hip about stuff, but she didn't care about it. So like she listened to the record three times and then she was done with it and she'd just like give it away or leave it at a party or whatever. 
And, and so growing up, like I knew my mother had great taste in music, but also absolutely no concern for it. Just, it just didn't matter to her. Like uh, at one point, my stepfather, who was the exact opposite of my mom, like he was the antithesis of hip, um, in a act of supreme defiance, um, uh, he, he, uh, <laughs> in an act of supreme def- defiance, he like, uh, got rid of the, our record player. Like my mom had all these, these records and he got rid of the record player cause he didn't want to hear him cause he didn't like him. His, his idea. So we had like elevator music radio station called KABL in, in the Bay area and San Francisco area. I'm like serious elevator music. And that was his radio station. And he basically set the stereo up so that that was the only thing you could listen to when you turned it on. <laughs> My mom just like, didn't care. She was like, fine, whatever. So we didn't have a turntable in the house until I was like 13 years old. And I like dragged one from a yard sale or something like that into the house. Cause I was tired of playing stuff on the little, like, you know, those little cabinet, suitcase record player type I was tired of listening to everything on these like dumb ass I can't hear anything one tinny speaker things I wanted to hear stuff on the stereo and um, up until that point up until I brought that rec- that turntable into the house we didn't have one um, and there were years that was years where we didn't have that and that was just fine with my mom and then when I got the turntable all of a sudden she rediscovered her records um, so I thought about doing that tribute to her, but I'm just like, yeah, but that's kind of lame. That's all about me. Um, I might still do it at some point, but uh, yeah, I, I uh, my mom introduced me to Ray Charles, and she introduced me to The Doors, and she introduced me to The Rolling Stones, and she introduced me to all kinds of amazing country music because she went through a country phase, and. Um, so that's where I got all that stuff from. Plus my mother, my mother is a hundred percent responsible for me having this like absolutely socially crippling love of disco inappropriate time of the, of the world. Like I was the biggest disco fan in the world who had to hide my disco fandom from all my friends. Like anybody who went through my record collection and, in my house would like run across, Oh, Casey and the sunshine band. Oh, <laughs> I need <a> ward. <laughs> Joe, is there something you want to tell us? Um, but you know, my that I got that from my mom because she was she loved to dance and she you know she liked music that you could move to, and um, yeah, so maybe maybe do that at some point. But I am parentless now, and that's a very very strange feeling. Uh, my father passed away in 1994. My stepfather died uh, about five years ago. Um, my surrogate dad, who was my uh, my sister's first husband, he he passed away about seven years ago. Um, you know, it's weird. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing to be the old person. Uh, my sister's eleven years older than I am, so she's the official old person in the family now. But you know, it's weird to to be at the head of the the ladder, so to speak. It's not a comfortable position to be in for me yet. So we'll see. Anyway, those were the words that I had to say about that. I'm going to play some more music because this this music thing is cathartic and it makes you feel better. So there you go. That's that's what I'm going to do. (laughs) 
Thicker than mud 
did Smile, Michael Kiwanuka did Hero, and Salt did Why, 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 Why. All good stuff. That's good stuff. Solid. Solid. <sighs> so I ain't got much left in me, um, and, and not much time left. So <laughs> how interesting that those things would, uh, would align with each other. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, thank for that. Thank you for uh, for listening in that that last break. Um, maybe it doesn't seem like much, but it's it's it actually means something to me. It actually really genuinely does mean something to me. Thank you all for listening. Um, as I am want to do, I'm not gonna back announce after the last bit of stuff I play. I'm just gonna go out with music as I always do. I did want to pre-announce this one. So, yeah, and you know, I talked about it. I I thought about doing tribute to my to my mom and it didn't really seem to fit. Maybe I'll do it some other time. But um, you know, as I was virtually flipping through the the stacks and listening to to music over the weekend, to, you know, deal with my head and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I ran across this song by Mavis Staples, and it absolutely resonated. Um, you know, it's a, it's a it's the the song carries a sentiment that I could easily have heard my mother say, and and I won't go into the whole detail of it. Maybe I'll talk about that on some other show. Um, but yeah, this this song actually made me think about my mom quite a bit. So that's what I'm going to start off this last little set with. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. And um, hopefully I'll be here next week. That's the plan anyway. Tell your friends. Uh, tell them to tune them. Tune in. Blech. 
Um, don't tell them that I trip over my tongue while I'm talking, because that's bad form for a radio guy. <laughs> anyway, here we go, and I'll see you next week. It was all at once. I miss everything I'd ever lost. Started over many times. Now I'm I'm paying the cost. I never needed anyone. I never needed anyone never needed needed anyone like I need you I need you seems like so long ago when we had nothing to lose now all that we are is the living ghost of our youth I never needed anyone I never needed anyone never needed anyone like I need you like I need you So deep inside It just won't leave us Leave us alone In a world that's so lost So dark So afraid It cuts you to the bone I never needed anyone I never needed anyone Never needed anyone
When the sins of my father Way down in my soul And the pain of my mother Will not let me go Well I know that can't come fire from the sky Refine the purest of king Even though I know this fire brings me pain Even so unjust the same Make it rain Change, I'll make it rain. 